Okay, good morning. Today's class is on Lishma Yerachim Adina Magdalis Yom Beneimer. Foshali Marashal Yamina Rodanik Bentzara and the Shev Margalit, but Shifra Leah Mir Tuvia Berchaya. Success Yerachim Mayim Lishav Magadiyav Lishav Emet Lishav Shev Lishav Rem Malkatov Vashad Lishmat. Also for the success of all the classes and success of Yalav Bedora and Eitam Bedora. Shabbaton in single Shabbaton in Surfside Tent Eleven sold out, but the event after Saturday night is still open. March 21st and 22nd in Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, California. All right, we have, a, we have a great, great, great concept today. Today happens to be the yard site of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu represents, obviously, Dat, represents Dat. If you want to know what Moshe Rabbeinu represents, two things. It represents Dat, consciousness. This is the, why the, the, the Jews in the... In, in the in the desert, they didn't want to listen to Moshe. And why? Because they had a kotzer ruach, their emotions were taking over their head. So many times when we need to hear something, we don't want to hear it because of our emotions. Moshe represents that. that that's why they were fighting against with him so much. They were actually fighting with, with the problem, with the solution itself. And, and today we're going to talk about a tremendous Torah. Also, what does Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu represent? He represents the ultimate level of humility. He was tremendously aggressively achieving new goals, but at the same time, he was not self-centered. It wasn't about him. It was about the whole nation. And that's another thing is, humility is not to think less of yourself, it's to think of yourself less. And Moshe Rabbeinu also represented Netzach. Netzach is really going for the win. An eternal victory. Rab Nachman and Moshe Rabbeinu have the same sphera, have the same sphera of Netzach, which is the right leg, which represents eternal win, the victory. All right, today's class, we're going to do Lesson 49. For, lesson 49 is, um, is one of my favorite, favorite Torahs. This class is, the, the concept of this class is about how to create space, how to sweeten judgment, a practical solution for our everyday lives, and, a, and most importantly, a great tool, which I constantly use all the time. Like we said before, we are too attached to our problems. The, great, the way we're going to really, really get out of our problems, get to the next level, is by starting to detach. We want to detach and, and create. We also have to understand that the way God created the world, every single day, He created a contraction of light. That means He had to create a constant contraction in order for an expansion. This is a story of our lives. Contraction for the sake of expansion. I'm trying to bring these words to you in the, in the best way so you can understand them. But in a practical way, relationships not working, right? What happens? There's no room. This person wants this. That person wants room. Somebody has to create a contraction. Somebody has to back down to create a new strategy. A business is not working. You're not. You're sick. You're married. You're single. You're not. You're married. You have to create a contraction. You have to. The contraction allows you to see the situation, not as a victim, but allows you to now. If I cannot contract, I cannot recreate. So when we contract, we make space for a new creation. It's very what simple. Is a, vacuum? a vacuum. A contraction is a vacuum. It's, it's the most important message lesson you can understand constantly. The worst thing that we want to be in anything in life is be victims. Be victims of circumstances, be victims of situation. All vacuums, contractions are all for the sake of one thing, to change procedure or to change perspective. That's all that it's all about. 
the problem when we don't contract in any situation, when we don't make that space, then we clog up our hearts to the extent that we clog up our hearts. We create limited belief systems. As before, we said this many times, that first you get into a bad mood, then it becomes your temperament, then it becomes your personality. And if you have a per bad personality, a terrible personality, then there's no room for new creation because nobody wants to go near you. So our job is to constantly not let our mood become our temperament to become our personality, which like Joe Dispenza says, our personal reality becomes, our personality becomes our personal reality. So the, to the extent here is there's a lot of concepts here of recreation constantly. We're going to talk about the main letters that we're going to talk about here is how to go from a dollar to a hay. The ultimate goal here is to reveal God's, kind, God's kingship, is to let the light in. The ultimate rule here in life is to get, let the light in in your life and to reveal the kingship, reveal your potential, reveal your growth, reveal the godliness. We also have to understand that we don't begin the day with complete. We, be, we, be, we begin the day. Remember, we are here in this world to be partners with creation. If, if, we, didn't, if we weren't partners with creation, then we would, have nothing else, we would have nothing to do. So the fact that I am a partner with creation, that means there's some kind of negative thing or some kind of thing that needs light in my life that I have to come here and to, to complete it. Because otherwise, what would you be here for? So that's another thing. We, we get very, very, um, we get very upset about our struggles. We get very upset that we have to do this work. We just want everything for free. And it doesn't really work like that. Because how can I reveal godliness in my life unless I go through darkness and I choose right over wrong? So it's extremely important to understand these concepts. Um, a, a world without any kind of struggle, a world without meaning, it would, you, would, you would die of boredom. So the, the, as 99% of the world wants to avoid problems and avoid, avoid discomfort, it's really, that's not what your goal here is for. And to the extent that we avoid discomfort and avoid opportunities to grow, then we, we, we suffer from boredom and, and lack of meaning, and then we seek pleasure in all kinds of stupid activities, a.k.a. 2023. So this is extremely important to understand. Rabbi Nachman begins his Torah by saying, you're, you're here in this world to reveal your, his, your kingship. And there's, the, there's only one way to reveal his kingship is by us recognizing him in this world. And in order for, do, to, for him to do that, he had to create this light. He had to create uh, a nation and because the, there could not be a king without a nation. But the ultimate, what Rabbi Nachman is telling us here, is anytime we're connected to the, you know, we all want to connect to the light, right? The light that we're trying to connect to is the light of infinity. The light of infinity is the light of Ein Sof. But in order to get to that light, we have to constantly make constant, constant, constant contractions. Because there's no way you're going to get to that light right away. There's constant contractions that have to be made. So he, he explains in the beginning of the Torah, it tells you, like, listen, just like God created the world, he, he, there was only light in the world, and he had to create a contraction, and that, from that contraction is where the world is created. He's basically telling us here, you have the same ability today to do exactly what God does every single day by creating, but you have potential light, but you have to be able to make space in contraction. Just like him. So to the extent that every single day that I, when I go from a positive thought to a, neg to a negative thought to a positive thought, I'm now, what I'm practically doing, I'm recreating my reality. Okay? So Rav Nachman also tells us something extremely important. 
that your man was born with two yuds. He was born with a Yetzirah Tov and a Yetzirah And there's nothing you could do about it. That means inside of you there's an evil inclination, no matter how nice you are, how good you are, how much charity you are, you have an evil inclination, you have an ego. Right? The ego is all about self-centeredness. The soul is about God, God-centeredness. And these two are constantly running the show. And, it, and, and, we, and he also tells us that it's impossible to have two thoughts at the same time. So really, at the end of the day, if you look at the quality of my life is the quality of my focus. The quality of my marriage is the quality of my, of my focus. How, how much could I focus on the good in my life, on my good in my wife, and versus how much could I focus on the opposite? Unfortunately, people are living in a beautiful life, but all they can see is negative. If, God forbid, you know, Uber sends you know, the wrong French fries to their house. But that's all they see. That's their perspective. So we do have this Yetzirah and a Yetzirah And the purpose of the Yetzirah in this world is to not allow you to create. Right? We speak about trauma all the time. When people are stuck in trauma, what could they create in trauma? Think about it. Think about it. What, what is being created in trauma? Nothing. Because there's no room for creation if a person's stuck in trauma. What happens if a person's stuck in trauma? Right? He, he, can't, he will never let anybody in in his life. Right? He'll look at the future from the lens of the past. So there's nothing. There's no creation. So once you're stuck in a, in a negative belief system, it's very dangerous because there's, lo, there's no creation. And that creation creates, what Rabbi Nachman says, is creates a, creates a blockage. And once you dwell on negative thoughts... It eventually affects the heart. So our job is how to go practically from a negative thought to a positive thought is where you're going to say. So he tells you you have two Yetzirahs and you have a vacated space. The vacated space, your, your root of creation, if I tell you where do you create reality, right? Your, crea- your reality is created in your heart. If you, if you create a space in your heart, for example, people, how many times do people tell you, I need to make space for you in my life? I, I can't make space for you in my life. How many people tell you that? I, can, I'm, I need to make space in my heart for you. But if a person is blocked, they can't make space for anybody. You can't love, you can't love if you don't have love. Let's say you went, you went through bad relationships, and because of those bad relationships, all you do is put up walls out of fear. What space is there for people to come into your life? There's no space. When we don't make any space, we get frustrated because we're not, now we're lonely, right? What happens? You don't make space. Let's say you have fear and you don't make space. Then you're stuck in, you have, you have fear. Now you're not going to have success either because as long as you're trying to protect yourself from being hurt again, you're also protecting your future growth also. As long as you're protecting yourself from not being hurt again in, through love, then you'll never be in a fulfilling relationship. So you see how this works? People, the, 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 the custom that people do today or, or the, what people handle, how handle people cope with life today is something happens, they put up a wall. And that wall protects you, but it also imprisons you and it's robbing you of your, of your happiness. So this is extremely, extremely a problem. Yes, it could be good for two months, to give you a little space to, to make you, you know, to get back to, but this, if it becomes from two months to two years. You know, many people tell you, I haven't dated in six years. What? I haven't dated in six years. I need time to think. You need the time to think where? In your little box of prison? Where are you gonna think? Remember, 
in order to have new thinking, you want to think about it. People tell me, I need to think about it. Okay. Tell me, what are you thinking about it? Are you reading five books? Tell me, okay, I need to read five books. Then I'm going to make a decision based on this new information I have. That means any kind of, anytime you tell me you need to think about it, if there's not new information or prayer, then what are you thinking with? You're thinking with the same head that got you into the problem. What are you thinking about it with? What's there to think about? It's actually now you actually have to show trust. You have to actually show trust. Okay, you want to think about it to get encouragement, to get new information, to get a new strategy. But you have to, you're, you're, the solution to, to fear is not to think about it, it's to trust. It's to break the wall. To break the wall. So, so Rabbi Nachman's telling us here that our whole life comes down to how we guard our thoughts of our hearts, your emotions, right? Comes, your whole life comes down to this. And many of us, like we said before, we've had, we have a bad experience, we give it the wrong meaning, which creates the wrong feeling, and then we clog up our hearts and we don't allow anything new to come in. So remember, remember this line. If you give it the wrong meaning, you're going to have the wrong feeling, which will lead you to a clogged heart, which will, will, will not allow new creation to come in. I always give this analogy as the guy is sold out, his event is sold out, and he's losing money. Like, what, what worse could be than that? Like, every time, I'm sold out, I'm sold out, I'm sold but I lost money. Like, what do you do with such a thing? What do you, what do you, the guy tells you he's sold out and he lost money. What does he tell you? I'm 100, the hotel's 100% built full, but we're losing money. How could you go on one more day like this? Think about it. How could you go on one more day? Living, telling yourself you're sold out and you're full, it's like... So what we need to do is we need to empty out the hotel, raise the prices, rebrand it, whatever you need to do. This is exactly the same thing that we need to do. We need to constantly empty out the hotel, empty out the guest, empty out the story, divorce the story, create space, and create a new reality. So Rabbi Nachman tells us how to do this. And he tells us that we do this when we make a space. And he tells us that our, our basically our thoughts come down to a hay. We know that the last hay of God's name represents faith, represents confidence, represents kingship, Yerke Vavke. And that last hay, if there's no light, it becomes what? A dalit. Correct? What does the word dalit mean? Dalut, missing light. Anytime I'm feeling something negative or I'm in a low emotional frequency in a low emotional state, a bad mood, a constriction consciousness, I'm, I need to identify it as a Dalit. Dalit means I'm in Dalut. It's extremely important to identify I'm in Dalit right now. Because if you don't identify the Dalit, then you can't get to the hay. I'm in Dalit. You have to take responsibility the fact that I'm in Dalut. I'm missing light. The Baal Shem Tov tells us there's three ways to fix a problem. 
which is exactly this Torah. The first way, the first step is submission. You have to submit, you have to admit to the problem. You have to admit I'm in the problem. I'm in, I'm in a Dalit. The second step is what? Is to separate. Separate yourself from the problem. Detach emotionally from the problem. Because remember, if I don't stand back, I can't see the solution. I'm too attached to the problem itself. That is, that is the hardest stage. That's called Havdalah. That is called Havdalah. First is, first is to recognize the problem. Second is create Havdalah, create separation yourself from the problem. And the third step, which is called Hamtaka, to sweeten it, to come out of it as a new person. The first step is the Dalit. I am in the Dalit. The second step is where is the Yud missing? What's missing? What's missing from a dollar to a hey? The yud. The yud is missing. What does yud represent kabbalistically? Chachma, light. Yaakov Avinu went for the light. He had chachma. He tricked Esav. Chachma is the light. But remember, first I have to admit I'm in the dollar. Then I have to add the Yud. The Yud brings back the hay. The hay puts me back in the game. So basically going from the Dalit to the hay is a, basically a transformative tool that we can use constantly. Any kind of negative emotion that we have is not for you to stay in the emotion, it's for you to recognize I'm in the Dalit. What Rabbi Nachman's going to tell you here is once I recognize... As long as I'm in a Dalit, or I'm in a negative state, what good can come to me? Nothing. The other day, I was in a bad mood. Just in a, I don't know what it was, just I couldn't get out of it, bad mood. Maybe the energy. And then all, all day long, people asking me, I need charity for this. I, need ch- I couldn't pick up the phone. Could, could not even pick up the phone. I couldn't not pick up the phone. Couldn't. It was just not, there was no room for chetzer. I just, I don't know, it was just, I couldn't get out of it. Baruch Hashem, I got out of it eventually, a few hours later. And then I'm thinking, why didn't I give the charity? What, what, it was for what? Just because I was in a bad mood? But yes, this is what happens. When we're, we're in a bad mood, and I'm going to tell you a cute story before we go on, that the, how I got my, 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 my rehab business, my detox business, it was like one, at three o'clock one day, when again, I was in a bad mood. <laughs> and I didn't want to pick up the phone. And I'm like, you know what? I can't live like this when I'm in a bad mood. I don't pick up the phone. I picked up the phone. It was actually my friend telling me about the rehab business. So imagine if I didn't pick up that phone call. So I, what, my, the whole point is, imagine what happens to us when we're in a Dalit. We miss opportunities. We miss opportunities where we actually can take advantage of. But we stay in a negative state you don't take those opportunities. And this is not easy, guys. But at least what I want to do is I don't want you to stay in the Dalit for months or years. Stay in there for a couple hours, stay in there for an hour, but get out of there as quick as possible. Because if you stay in the Dalit, Rabbi Nachman says, it's like you're spoiling creation. There's no possible creation that can come to you. As long as you have that story, 
There's no possible. If you tell me there's no jobs in Miami, okay, and I'm going to tell you, well, I have a good job for you. Well, how much is it going to pay? Oh, it's not enough. What do, you ha- what do I have to do? Remember these people tell you? I have a job for you. Well, what, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? Oh, no, not for me. Not for me. You don't really want to work. Or they'll show up to the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, bye-bye. Nobody even shows up. You know how many ghost interviews that you can... People show up. Yes, I want it. Next thing you know, ghost. So I'm trying to explain to you this is a problem. And it's affecting every area of your life. Because without creating a, real, a new reality... Without creating space, you cannot get to it. And space, how do we create space? We create space by humility, by emptying ourselves out. By understanding I'm in a Dalit, and right now I need light. But I have to recognize I'm in a Dalit. Rabbi Nachman tells us when we're in a Dalit, we have to scream out from our hearts. We have to also pray, creator of the world, I'm missing light. Surrender. Create that space. Because without creating space... There's no reality. Think about two people that, got, that get divorced. Do you think it could have been saved if one person created space? How do you create space, practically? What happens when two, when two people get divorced, usually? There's a lot of judgments. Or let's say not divorced. Let's say two people that don't get along. Right? They're both what? Judging each other, would you say? So because they're judging each other, what space is there? There's no space because their egos are running the show. So how do you create? Somebody has to say, you know what? I understand where he's coming from. Let me give him the benefit of the doubt. Let me find the good points in him. And let's try to reconvene this relationship. If somebody doesn't create space, there is no new reality. Creating space means I know that this is going nowhere the way we're thinking. I have to, I have to remove myself, recognize I'm, this is, the Dalit is there. And then I have to find a, a Yud. I have to find, well, maybe instead of Instead of, because I judge them, I should understand them better. When you change that, now you understand the person, now you can create a new reality, a new friendship. That so, can, that can be only if you say, if you say things about everything. Right, but first you have to admit, the whole point is, yeah. is big, the, the biggest form of tshuva is when you're embarrassed. The only reason why we're acting in a Dalit mindset in the first place, it's not because we're we're, because we have awareness, it's because we are emotionally attached to things. It's the emotional attachment to things. Rav Pinson said a beautiful thing yesterday. I heard a podcast from him. And he says, imagine all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you come home, you're hungry, and you're just, uh, you're off. Automatically, your brain rationalizes why you're not feeling good. Well, it's because I've overworked. Or because this is happening. But it, do you, when, when, you're, when you're feeling good, there's no rationalization. Anytime when we don't feel good, we are, or we feel anxiety. Oh, I know I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling anxiety because, you know, I have to go to work today and I don't like this person at work. That's why I'm feeling anxiety. We always have to rationalize why we don't feel good. Do you understand how the mind works? Who says you have to rationalize it? Opposite. It's because you're rationalizing it is you're not allowing it to let go. If you just said, I'm feeling a palpitation in my heart, how do I just let it go? Imagine on Yom Kippur, you feel hungry. And what do you say? Well, I'm rationalizing and I'm feeling hungry because I can't eat for the next 20 hours. But guess what? Too bad. The hunger goes away. Too bad. (laughs) Nothing you could do. You're not eating, so too bad. Somehow there's no more resistance. 
we all say, too bad, it's Yom Kippur, you can't eat. So you should know how much, the worst thing you want to do is when you're in, emotional, when you're in a negative emotional state. You have to change your state also. Because if you don't recognize you're in a Dalit, sometimes you have to do something physically to recognize your, your difference. Go to sleep and to recognize, why was I thinking like that? Now, how do I bring back the Yud? Sometimes the body itself, because the body's agitated, you're not going to be able to, like we said many times, you, cannot catch the, you can't catch the rain when it's, when you can't fix a roof when it's raining. You have to allow the roof, you have to allow the rain to stop. So sometimes before we even get into this exercise, it's good to change your state. I'm not telling you to go smoke weed to change your state. <laughs> that is not helping you. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have to change your state. And admit that you're in a Dalit. That, that is what's going to get you in the hay. Is you're not seeing the situation right. Dalit means I'm not seeing the situation right. I'm AKA too emotionally attached to the thing. And what I need to do is detached. If I was detached, if I didn't take the situation personally, I could get to the hay. Once I get to the hay, a new world is created. So Reb Nachman tells us here, when you go from a negative thought to a positive thought, you know what happens? It's like you recreated your world. A good example would be 11 o'clock, I'm in working, and I say, ah, oh, there's no, today, business is dead. Business is dead today. There's no business today, right? So what happens? You say business is dead. You pretty much, you're going to get what you're going to get. But you could say, maybe there's a, maybe there's a, how do I know business is dead? Maybe there's going to be a rush at 1 o'clock. All of a sudden, you can now recreate reality by saying, I can't, why, why would I say business is dead? Am I controlling the world? So that's the Dalit. The Dalit is to recognize you are off. You're in Dalut. Then you can get to the hay. So it's not, the good thing about this, there's a, there's a, in, in a, lot, there's a, a new method of, it's not a new method, but people always tell you, in order to tame an emotion, you have to name an emotion. Right, Because we know emotions have the ability to use imagination to make things worse and to make us more attached where we don't see the problem. Where we're, only, we're seeing ourselves in. I think in, in, in mindfulness they say there's a difference between watching a waterfall and sitting underneath a waterfall. I can watch a waterfall and I can watch the raindrops, but I'm not in the waterfall. That is the difference between attachment and observation. So when I, the, like I said before, like Rav Nachman is telling us here, when you recognize you're in a Dalit, you are just observing the state you're in. I'm observing that I'm not taking phone calls because I'm in a bad mood. But I, the worst thing I want to do is rationalize why I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to rationalize it because that's going to cause more resistance. The reason why, like I said before, I, I told you guys yesterday that it's extremely difficult to let go of something as long as you're bothered by it. And I'm trying to get a PhD and in, in, in master's in letting go. But I've recognized every single Trevor, the, how do I let, really let go is you can't even be bothered about the situation. If you're bothered about something, you can't let it go. You just have to name it. This is where I'm at. Somebody asks you, where are, where are you? You can't yell at the Uber. I'm, you gotta just, this is where I'm at. Are you happy you're there? No. You, let's say you broke up with your boyfriend and you, you have to call an Uber to pick you up. You get, the Uber doesn't care if you broke up with your boyfriend. 
Where do I pick you up at the end of the day? This is where you're at. You can't yell at the Uber driver, I broke up with my boyfriend, I'm here, you gotta get me. That doesn't make any situation better. So I'm, I'm the, the whole po- point is, if we wanna get to an expanded consciousness, which represents Moshe Rabbeinu, we have to be mindful of the state we're in. And the most important thing, Rabbi Nachman is not punishing you for the Dalit. You're not getting punished for the Dalit, because remember, we come in this world as a Dalit. You come in with a Dalit. You automatically are going to be in a Dalit. It, it, we're thinking, oh, why am I not feeling positive? No, why am I not making the day positive? It's, that's the question. The question is not why am I feeling happy? Why am I, what am I, not, what am I doing not to make myself happy? Today, you have to make yourself happy. It, the illusion is, if I'm not happy, something's wrong, and there's, I have to rationalize and blame this one, that one, that one. No, you have to go put, find the yud in your life, find the yud in something to go make, to bring that back, back that hay. And that is called teshuva. What, do we, what is teshuva? Teshuv hay, returning the hay. And when you return the hay in your life, God's name is complete, then shefa ascends. And according to the battle of bringing back the hay, bringing, putting that yud that you have, is the reward that you get for sanctifying that situation. Which is extremely, this is extremely, extremely opposite the medical model. Oh, you're in a dalit? Let me give you a pill for a dalit. You're in a dalit? Let me give you an antidepressant. What are you talking about? Uh, I can't live in that dalit. I need to get to the hay. You can't, you can't justify why I'm in a dalit. Because if you enable me to not work, I'll never get into the hay. If you enable me not to work, if you enable me to, to say, if I have a problem, I can just take a pill for it, then you'll never, I'll never be able to develop any kind of resiliency to get to higher states of consciousness or to have emuna in my life. You think emuna is in the middle of the day? And, and it's, emuna is in darkness. But we, don't, we, we blame people, we blame situations, and this is where... You know, when you start your day, how do I bring back the hay in my relationship? How do I bring back the hay in my business? How do I bring back the hay here? How do I bring back, I'm in a dollar. There's no negative, there's no, we, we want the most important thing, like Moshe Rabbeinu spoke about, that it was getting rid of the kotzer ruach, getting rid of the shortness of breath. That is the most important work we need to work on. Getting rid of the emotional exhaustion, the emotional states, I'm tired, I'm too detached, I'm too anxious to deal with this. I have anxiety over having anxiety. This is all does not allow you to get back to the hay. And the most, and again, and the problem again, when we don't allow, when we don't create the Dalit, when we, don't, when we stay in the Dalit also, remember, there's no possibility of anything new coming. That's, that's, that's when I got the most of this. That as long as I'm in a Dalit, Nothing new can come to me. I'm that hotel that's sold out. I can't make money. I can't put more guests. I'm just stuck. And that's the feeling that we, today we feel. We feel stuck. We feel stuck because you're expecting a miracle. What miracle is going to come? The hotel is full already and you're losing money. What miracle can come? Only by emptying out. That is the greatest humility. The greatest humility is when you empty out the vessel. Empty out the space. Create that new space. Find a way, instead of making an excuse, find a way to make an adjustment in your life. Find a way to say, okay, what? 
I see that I'm in a Dalid, how do I get the Yud back? Sometimes a friend will tell you how to get the Yud back. And that is called, that is how you get back to the hay. And then you have Yud K above K. But this, this we should also, we, we can use this, the good thing about this, this, is, this exercise is, is you just, you could stop any time in the day in any form of relationship. Let's say you have a, let's say your relationship is, how many people tell you, my relationship is, our relationship is off, we have no spark. Okay, well, okay, let's recognize the problem, we're in a Dalit, okay, what's causing, what's usually causing it? It's nobody's backing off. Remember, because if we were open, if we created a, a, a vacuum, then we'll, we'll both come into the relationship brand new. But it's usually a resentment, right? Two people resent each other and they fail to what? Appreciate each other. So unless somebody backs up and says, you know what, I resented you, I should have appreciated you more. And then you said, you know what, I, I agree with you. I also resented you, I should have appreciated you more. That causes the vacuum and that causes a brand new relationship. But it's the, our, it's our, our problem is, is our ego doesn't allow us to, to back down and doesn't allow us to make space. That's what the ego does. What does the ego do? It blocks perspective. It doesn't cr- allow space. Because if you had space, perspective, then you wouldn't, <laughs> you would already be in the hay. That's the job of the ego. Job of the ego is to make you close-minded, emotional, and seek revenge, seek, seek payback, everything else. It doesn't allow you to get to the hay. We want to get to the hay, because at the end of the day, when you're in the hay, that's where the new openings are. That's where the new reality, that's where the breakthroughs are. That's where the new relationships are. This is very similar to, to CBT therapy. But this is even in a higher level, because any time that we're missing light in our life is because we're missing chachma. And chachma Kabbalistically represents the Yud. If you want to listen to a Kabbalah class, this is your Kabbalah class on, on the positive. But it starts by emptying yourself. And just like God create, wanted to create a world, He created a vacated space, we have the same ability to co-create with Him. And Rabbi Nachman tells us that the day that usually comes, the, 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 the halacha, Rabbi Nachman speaks about this in, 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 in Mincha, he says, a person in Mincha, think about where your day starts. Your day starts at night. At night we have faith. We wake up in the morning, we rise, right? We have that new energy in the morning, we have that clarity. And as the afternoon comes, we get into what? Dalid. We get into Dalud. The light's diminished. The afternoons, we see there's less light. Things are more constrictive. You just go to a synagogue, look at people praying Mincha. They look like they need IVs. Everybody's worried, this, there's no, there's no light, there's no, there's no chachma. Very few people have light at that hour, because that is, a la- that is an hour of constricted. That's an hour that you're missing light, but you look at the same guy in the morning, he's a different person. Because what happens is, the day is also coming to an end, and a new reality is being created. So even you could see, the, the, that's why I like to do as much things in the morning as possible, because I know the afternoons, I'm a different person. I know the lights, not, I'm not going to have the clarity I'm going to have in the afternoon as I have in the day. So if you're smart, you take advantage of the very early morning rituals, because that's where you're going to have more expansion of light, because as you go into the afternoon, already the light constricts, 
right? And and the prayer and the prayer that a that you know what the mincha is called? They used to bring a poor man's offering. Poor man. They don't. They didn't bring a, a cattle. They brought a pancake, flour. That's all they can give you. So you could see it. A person when he's stuck in a in a constriction, all he can give you is uh, is flour. Is poor. It's poor knowledge. And then the day rebegins. The day rebegins. But the first step, like like the Balshemtov says, you have to admit you're in a dalit. That's the submission. Right. The second, you have to separate yourself from the emotion. That's the hamtaka. That's the Havdalah. Havdalah means separation from my emotions. It's your emotions are doing more harm than anything. Because if I'm going through a problem, I'm, let's say I'm going through a challenge, and I say I'm so anxious that I'm going through this challenge, already my breath is short, I'm, 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 I'm looking at it as a threat, I'm constricted. We want to be expansive, expansive knowledge. This is why every emotion you have affects the way you breathe. It's incredible. You want to know what emotional state you're in? Check the way you're breathing. Expansive states, you breathe part. Anxious states, shortness of breath. Anger, what do people, what do you tell when somebody's angry? Take a breath. Just take a breath. You should have taken the breath before. Again, this is the Dalit. So may Hashem help us all to remember. Notice the Dalit. Find the Yud. I'm sorry. Notice the Dalit. Create a space of vacuum. Empty yourself. Because remember, Rabbi Nachman tells us here, when I'm in a Dalit, I'm already full. I'm, I'm full of a story. So the Dalit, the first step of the Dalit is to create space for a new creation. And we do that by emptying out our negative thoughts. Then, once we have, we're empty, then we add the Yud. And the, you find the Yud by, Yud is wisdom, by finding positive. We, when you learn Torah, you're developing Chachma. That allows you to add the Yud, and then the Yud becomes a hay. And then you bring back the hay. New reality. I'm open for love. I'm excited about my new business opportunity versus business is dead. Um, I'm excited to repair my marriage by now finding good points in my wife. I'm excited about the new hay. The new hay recreates reality. Just like God does it, we have to do the same thing. If God could create a contraction, you have to create a contraction. And this is all what it is about. And if we look at even stock markets, before there's expansions, there's always a down before the up. There's always a contraction. But the question is, what happens when you get that contraction in your life? Do you look at it as a new beginning or do you look at it as the end? What happens when you get that contraction in life? Is, what happens when you get that, bro- that relationship that breaks up? Do you look at it as, are you scarred? Or do you say, God broke my heart to save my soul I'm going, now I'm going to agree. I'm, now I know what I really want. At the end of the day, that's that space that comes to you. And not everybody makes it. Some people stay in the contraction. They stay in the Dalit their whole lives. And some people look at it as a new opportunity to make a hay. So may Hashem help us that we should all go from the Dalit to the hay. And, and I was so deep in this Torah. I was so deep in this Torah for, for months when I, when I first got into it. All I saw this is, how do I turn, the, how do I turn this into a dollar? Hey, 
That's all I said. How do I turn this into a hay? That was my question. How do I turn this into a hay? And then I recognized my name, Gedalia. Turned the Dalid, at the Yud, became a hay. So I said my whole purpose in my life is to, is to be able to bring Yuds into Dalids. And not every phone call you get, okay, it's a Dalid, he's missing the Yud. Where is the Yud coming from? It's a wonderful tool because you, you really depersonalize things. You recognize you're going to have to grow constantly. And you're going to have to break the vessel to expand the new one. And once you get used to this formula, then you can also use prayer. I use prayer to, buy, to find the Yud. Creator of the world. That's another reason. When you, when you pray, you submit yourself to your Creator and say, Creator of the world, I'm an Adalit. I'm emptying out myself. I'm surrendering to you. And then He shows you where the Yud is to get to the hay. That's why you need prayer. Because prayer also will allow you, once you surrender... He, he, he gives you the awareness of, of, he gives you the Yud in prayer. And then you get back to hey, and when you get back to hey, you have new Shefa, new reality. Shem should help us all. We should all go from Dalit to the hey, the 49ers. Have a great day.